You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. WWE payback, uh, maybe not payoff. It's Bilal Bakani, Daniel Chori. It's The Express. I don't even know why I plugged the name of the podcast because it's not always an Express. It takes a long time. Dan, we're coming up on WWE payback uh, on the heels of a, a very, very big AEW show that we were talking about as one of the biggest wrestling shows ever. This show um, does not feature Roman Reigns. It does not feature the Usos. It does not feature uh, many big names on SmackDown. Hardly it, Cody. Yeah, hard, yeah uh, Cody is not even on my thing here, but it'll be part of the Grayson Waller uh, effect here. And I actually have to write that down, Dan, because WWE.com hasn't really... Uh, I, I used a betting site, so to be fair, I guess people aren't taking bets on that. Um, but nevertheless, it's it's not a spectacular card. It is not the biggest show of all time. This is not going to be that. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm looking forward to watching a show that probably won't have any drama. So, I guess, I'm, you know, why not? Uh, this is, uh, I'm still, I'm actually looking forward to whatever they have uh, planned for Cody on the, on the Waller effect. I'm, I'm a man of simple, simple likes these days with WWE. I will give them this. They have the opportunity. If they do what I think they're going to do, which they generally don't, they could do something big on this card. And let's go right to it. Seth Rollins is defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. There's been a very effective kind of work shoot story, probably yep. more work than shoot, uh, about Seth's basically broken back. That not that he's shown much of that in any of his matches, um, but nevertheless, it's it's there. Shinsuke has done a very good job of you know selling this predominantly not in English, so he deserves a huge amount of credit for that, and really being a credible threat to this title reign. Probably the best thing mm. they've done with Seth in this title. I would love, Dan, for Shinsuke Nakamura to win this belt only for Damian Priest to have to cash in on him because him and Finn Balor, of course, failed to win the tag team champions earlier. And Rhea Ripley has already kind of put out the ultimatum uh, informally. Uh, and God, don't watch that show on Netflix. It sucks. Um, that, you know, he's got to be a champion to stay in the judgment day. And then you could take that and flip it around on him where Priest walks into Raw the next night, or maybe it's at the end of this pay-per-view, and Balor attacks him, Dominic attacks him, J.D. McDonough attacks him, you know, Rhea Ripley attacks him, and then you can do Balor and Priest for a title, uh, and then, you know, Seth can go away for a while, Shinsuke can kind of hang around that picture eventually as well and get a rematch. If they do all that, it'll be spectacular, but the betting odds are telling me Seth Rollins will just retain well, 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 uh, I was with you. I, I was with you most of the way on that on that uh, hypothetical journey. I do. I would love to see uh, Shinsuke win this. I, I, mm. I'll we'll give credit to you gave it to Shinsuke, but I'll give credit to WWE production for doing yep. those vignettes. Uh, that's something that why haven't they done this over the years um, or Shinsuke's entire career since he came up from NXT, but never for was. him and for others, like for others, just like, yep. you know, there's, uh, you know, they could have done that with Tazawa at one point. Yeah. But uh, would you like, would you want Shinsuke to win his very first WWE title, major title, and then lose it like a minute later? It, it's not ideal, but the problem with this entire Seth Rollins reign is that it started with him doing an open challenge to Damian Priest. So if Priest cashes in on him, it's completely superfluous, right? Because if Priest had won, 
there is no Seth Rollins title reign. It ends. So I think historically, if you let him cash in on Rollins, the entire thing is ridiculous. It basically looks like Priest was afraid of Roman Reigns. He couldn't beat him the first time. So he had to use money in the bank to beat him again. And the briefcase looks weak. Priest looks weak. Seth Rollins looks weak. Um, uh, you know, it, this is a really clean way to write him out. And you can do Balor and Priest off this very easily. And then Shinsuke, after Priest has asserted himself as a babyface, you can come back to that program whenever you want. He can do something else in the meantime. I think that's the best way to do it. Um, I, I have a lot of worry as to if WWE could execute such a complex, delicate story. Uh, and I feel like they would inevitably just screw it up somewhere. I'd like to see, again, I, if... if- if everything that you just said happens exactly as it is, I would be very happy with that. Even if he wins it for five minutes, uh, it'll, you know, he'll be a former champion and uh, he's deserving of it. But then again, but he's a, he, the, my, the only thing is that he's a heel right now. Yeah. He just became a heel. And so what he's not, he, he wouldn't be feuding with either of those guys because he would want, he would want to go back at them. I imagine uh, for ruining his, his, the greatest night of his career hmm. but i guess not but uh but hey but still if it ha- even if it doesn't make sense if it happens I'll be, I'll be happy and i think when you contrast this to everything else we're about to talk about you realize how spectacular it is because i'm going to list for you a series of matches here dan the outcomes are generally incredibly boring starting with rhea ripley uh defending her wwe women's world championship against raquel rodriguez this will be a great powerhouse showdown but i really don't think there's any way Raquel can win this. Um, There's a really pretty good promo on Raw, but then, you know, there's this argument of, well, you're big, but I'm big. And, uh, you know, I want to avenge Liv Morgan. And it just reminded me, I'm glad Liv Morgan's not around because she's a whiny baby. Um, It's just, it's better. I I don't think they've really figured out what they're doing with Raquel. It's, you know, if she is supposed to be the diesel of WWE, they're only about halfway on the cool factor. They got a lot more work to do with her as a baby face. I think they're very far away from making her champion. Very far, which is, makes me like, it's, it's confusing why they're doing this right now. Cause mm. well, I think you and I have even discussed this over, over the last year that that would, this match that they're doing this Saturday would be, mm. a, it's a future main event at WrestleMania, right? Cause it's yeah. those two, but they're, I, you know, they can still tell that story, but I mean, mm. It's it's a shame that she's because she's going to lose uh, yeah. Raquel and uh, she, I guess they you know what you said about uh, you know they don't seem to know what to do with her that this applies to far too many women on that roster and in mm. fact it, in, that it implies to the tag team division as a whole yeah uh, so yeah it's unfortunate that she's just going to be somewhat I mean they'll probably have a competitive match. Mm-hmm. at the very least and and hopefully the whole point of this is that regardless that Raquel's going to lose that she comes away looking like a bigger star look maybe Liv Morgan and Aaliyah will show up and Rhea will just murder all three of them that would be the best case scenario mm-hmm. here um if they gave you know you know they gave Aaliyah a little time to to be de- demolished before they inevitably let her contract run out and I uh, think unfortunately that's going to be it for her um and uh, you know Liv will have some sort of tag team re you know thing in the future um but even an injured live in this situation uh, it could be funny if Rhea just swats her away like a, a literal fly she is anyways the wwe undisputed tag team champions uh kevin owens and Sami Zayn are defending against the judgment day the problem is uh it's not 
Finn Balor and JD McDonough, which I think would have been the move here. It's still Damian Priest and Finn Balor, which is not going to work. I, I guess, Dan, they could have this dysfunctional faction tag team win the titles, but they've done it so many times before. Um, I don't want to see it. I, I just think no, it's it, mm. like, and I, I resent this because you're wasting Finn Balor in this division when him and McDonough are such a natural team that I would love to see no. legitimately yeah. compete, but here we are this would be like the polar opposite of what they're doing with mjf and cole as mm-hmm. in how fans would take to it they wouldn't like that if they beat them the the when owens and zane beat the usos it was such a like it was after what almost two almost like what almost two years yeah. a long long time they what they had the record the usos did and it meant something when they finally beat them so if you're going to, to now take it off them, off of Owens and Zane, it should be a team that is it's going to do something for them, not these this makeshift. And they're not a makeshift; they're a faction, but they're not yeah. a tag team traditionally, and no. they're on the outs. So no, hell no, it's not. So yeah, so whatever. The, you're right. The 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 outcome of this is very predictable. This particular match, and you just look at what the division looks like outside of this: the Viking Raiders. The New Day, which are maybe very slowly turning heel, and maybe McIntyre and Riddle uh, to a lesser extent, which also might be a situation of McIntyre turning heel. Um, I think it'd be very hilarious if McIntyre turned heel and Riddle didn't notice and just went along with it. Um, I think that would be a significantly (laughs) more refreshing angle than he just does the betrayal. I think it would be hilarious if Drew's like, oh, uh, we should just use chairs. or we And he'd just be like, bro, I never even thought of that. Um, But you have three potential heel teams there so to somehow put this on Priest and Balor this time would be completely ridiculous yeah, uh, yeah. unless you're just going to, you know, bounce Gable right back to the tag team division with Otis right off the back of his match with Gunter, no. um, which yeah. I think would be a huge mistake. And I just, just, I just don't see it happening. This ha- yeah. Zero chance this is happening. I, and honestly, if you're looking for betting odds, I, I don't even know why there is any chance here. This might be, I don't know. What I don't were really the know odds this on stuff. That? What I, I don't remember the numbers, but I remember this being not like as far as Rhea and Raquel. And I felt like that's where it should be. But again, don't quote me on this. I couldn't even tell you what website I used, but I'm today yeah. I, tr- I tried to weigh this with betting odds because I think it's just a, a unique way to look at it. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Rey Mysterio is defending against Austin Theory. Closer odds here than I thought, Dan. I think it was only uh, plus 300 for Theory, as opposed to a lot of these other ones we talked about, like Rhea and Raquel are plus 1,000. And it does make a lot of sense. I could see them hot potatoing this title to Theory, and then they want to bounce it back to LA Knight or whatever they want to do. Um, so this one's a bit harder to predict. I still think Mysterio holds on to it. I think you've still got to do the Santos Escobar match with Mysterio, yeah. whether it's that faction breaking up, whether yes. it's respectful. Um, I think Grayson Waller is probably still going to get a shot at this title. And you could still do LA Knight versus Rey Mysterio. Um, I think that that would still work. I, I don't think you've got to do a strict pace heel dynamic here. I think, especially with Mysterio and Knight, that would be a great match. So it really uh, would, would cool this title significantly to give it back to Austin Theory at this point. I agree. So I'm assuming if this is, I'm assuming WWE is mapping it out this way, where mm. Escobar takes it off a Ray as he turns on nope. him. So yeah. He becomes a heel, turns on mm. him wins that belt la knight baby face will take out escobar and win that belt because i don't think la knight's mm-hmm. gonna be gunthar and he's yeah. la knight shouldn't be going for 
one of the two major titles. So the U.S. belt, it would, LA Knight should have that U.S. belt. And he should take yeah. it off of Escobar, not Ray. I, I think that's the, the best case scenario. I, I at one point thought maybe they were going to find a way to get him onto Raw through this feud with The Miz, but it just seems to be a cross-brand rivalry. There doesn't seem to be – there's not a clause here where if The Miz loses, they get to switch shows or something, which but, might have been an interesting little caveat there. Um, but they've completely ignored the draft anyways. There's no point. Yeah. They've ignored it. It's almost like it, it never happened again. Well, and, uh, every especially time. If, if Seth was to retain and go back to his open challenge, then it's it's open season. But again, I don't think they're going to do that. So I think that door for LA Knight is probably going to close by the end of this pay-per-view if what I think happens, happens because it becomes a more standard Raw title if it's not in the hands of Seth Rollins. But have you seen that, have you noticed that LA Knight, among other people, but LA Knight specifically has shown up on both Raw and SmackDown. They don't yep. have an explanation for it. They don't, they don't, even, they don't even explain this they, they don't even say the word draft anymore. Like, oh, he's mm-hmm. a raw guy. They don't yeah. do that anymore. They just ignored it. And yeah, they, and, and don't get me started yeah. on NXT, right? Like, this is yeah. a very... Right, exactly. And this is a lot of Nick Khan's uh, cross-polarization, or co- cross-pollination, and it it is basically just uh, a way to take your bigger, or in some cases, smaller stars, and just repurpose them very easily to, to maximize your dollars, right? Like, okay. it's, it, I don't think it's anything more than that. But it's it's so they made such a stupid big deal about it. What three four mm-hmm. months ago with a stupid draft and every year and when I, I you and I talked about it then I was like mm-hmm. there's no point to this they're just going yeah. to ignore it and then they there's no there's no point yeah so they've ignored it anyways and it's it's a shame you could very easily yeah. have different general managers or commissioners and they could do trades and you know you could weave nothing. it into some funny storytelling with the right person, but that that's not the world we live in. Uh, speaking of worlds we live in, uh, Trish Stratus is still in the WWE world for now. She's going to take on mm-hmm. Becky Lynch in a steel cage. This seems like the end of Trish's run here. Not that yes. she couldn't stick around and maybe do a little feud with Zoe Stark, but essentially I think this is going to be the last pay-per-view match. Um, Lita has, seems to have no interest in coming back for this, uh, despite you know multiple Monday Night Raws where I'm like, oh, Lita could come back. Lita could come back. Uh, Becky Lynch also... Uh, seems to have no friends, which is weird to me, and I, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, especially since you got a couple of witches sitting around on SmackDown who aren't doing anything who'd be great allies for her. But nevertheless, uh, I think Becky wins here. They're already very lightly teased a Shayna Baszler Becky Lynch promo. They've kept Shayna off TV to give her a little rest here. I think that's where you go out of this. I don't know what the hell you do with Zoe Stark, but I think that is what it is. Becky's definitely winning, and there's no rush on Zoe Stark. I, I really, I'm a big fan of Zoe Stark, and she's going to be a t- top player in this division uh, relatively soon. So within a year, so there's no rush on her. Yeah, and uh, there's always some potential she could do something in the tag team division with somebody else. I, mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like this is a missed opportunity here. Um, I know you've got heel tag team champions now, but you know, if, if Ronda had stuck around and Shayna was still face and and whatnot, maybe you could have done. I guess they're a heel team. You maybe could have done something with Zoe and Trish in the tag team division where she really could have mentored her more, but um, I think that ship is sailing. Let's chat Zoe's, about LA. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say Zoe's future is a baby face, but go, go ahead. Yeah, maybe, and maybe she turns uh, there out of this. But I don't think that's soon, but certainly there, there's potential for that. Mm-hmm. LA Knight will also take on The Miz and what's been an excellent battle yeah. of promos. Uh, just, you know, spectacular. And, you know, sometimes saying the loud, the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. 
I really do think Knight is going to win this. Um, I, I think most people would yeah that, and anyone who thinks that The Miz would win would say no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, despite the fact I've been through The Miz, and I think he's really great. He's really awesome. But, you know, it, this sort of really feels like Triple H and Vince sitting there saying, I got to push this guy, Vince, and Vince saying, well, then let my guy, The Miz, kind of, you know, talk down to him. And then we'll let him go over eventually. But I basically want to air all my grievances about this guy throughout both shows. Um, and if he's still hot after, and he is, I was at that show at Toronto. He's pretty much the most over guy in wrestling, I would say right now. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's sort of like the Cody thing. We'll talk about Cody in a, in a moment, but it's just inevitable with this guy. And, and this has been a pretty good pit stop for him on that road. Absolutely. Uh, he's, he's, going up and up and up and up and um obviously obviously he's going to go over the miz but but you're right and i agree that this has been my favorite miz in uh, in quite a while and they've got their their back and forth over the last month have been the best stuff on wwe tv We've also got Cody Rhodes and the Grayson Waller effect. And I should also point out uh conspicuous by his absence is John Cena even though he is going to be on the smackdown Right. I think directly before this, yeah. so uh, a big match John might sneak on here at some point. But nevertheless, Cody will be there. I, I don't know, Dan, is he just going to set up a match with Waller, or is this a way for them to just set up Cody and Roman because they just have nowhere else to go now? It's definitely setting up an angle, or mm-hmm. it would be weird that it that wouldn't, because otherwise just do this on SmackDown or Raw. But mm-hmm. so it, it's there's this to me that this is angle alert. So it's going to set up either what you said, like Roman. I don't yeah. know how how he they how they set that up. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's either or somebody is going to interrupt the segment, and that's who whoever that is is going to be the next challenger. Given Cena interrupted Grayson Waller the last time he did this on a pay per view, um, I think it is very very possible that we get John Cena and Cody Rhodes because if you're John Cena, and and I think against realistically, who? Cody Rhodes, sorry. No, against like uh, oh, you're saying against each other? Yeah, I, I think if oh, you're John Cena, up. well, they could team up too. I but I just don't see who they could team up with at this point, unless Brock wants to come back one more time. But I think if you're John Cena, you're sitting there, the writer strike is happening, you're coming back to work these dates, and you probably have your choice to work with anyone. I think this is maybe the move because you've done Roman before, you've done stuff with Seth Rollins. This is the guy you never got to really work with on this level. Um, and who knows how many matches John really has back in his career, especially given his acting career. Um, I think that would be the best case scenario, but you know, I'll settle for a Grayson Waller match with Cody Rhodes. That'd be quite good as well. You would have to have a one heck of a story to, to have Cody versus Cena and have like, you need a really big for them. Why would you, why would you have them go against each other? Because, you know, there are like, he's Cody's the biggest name since mm-hmm. Cena right now, or the baby. Yeah. So I, I've just, you would need to have a really good reason otherwise, because the fans would not want to go against either one of these guys. I, I think it could be sort of a rock uh, Hogan situation. And I wish I had a better example where but Hogan was a heel. True. But Cody's there, he's shooting on Waller, Cena comes out, and, you know, they would certainly have to admit a lot of respect for each other. But Cody is a little cheeky, and he could say, well, if there wasn't a writer strike, 
you would probably still be in Hollywood making movies. And John could say there wasn't a second, quote unquote, another company that kind of sprouted up. You would still be Stardust and you would not be in the ring with me. And I think I think they could do it. If any two people could do it, it'd be these two. No, you're right. And I know ultimately WWE has put themselves into this ridiculous pretzel where they want to get to WrestleMania. They want to do Cody versus Roman again because they can't think of anything else. They're probably trying to make the Usos versus each other a match there. And then I don't I don't know what else. Maybe Bianca and Rhea, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, maybe if only so that Vince McMahon can't change these plans. Triple H is trying to lock them in, you know, almost a year in advance in some cases. So as a result, you have these stars like L.A. Knight and Cody who are, you know, selling merchandise incredibly over. And you're just sort of trying to find a hot program for these guys to keep them making money for you, basically. And you don't have a lot of options. Cody's done the Brock stuff. He's done a trilogy with Brock. He's done a trilogy with Rollins. Um, it probably like wouldn't it, be. Man. Yeah, like I think this uh, could work. And I, I think, think it can work. I'll just like, like yeah. I'll just repeat what I said because it, it will work. They just need, if there's a good story, I'm in. Yeah. That's all. So as yeah. long as there's a good story, I'm totally, I'm, I love that idea. And look, I, I think now that I've said it, I think anything else those two men do upon their return, I, I question if it would be as good. Yes, you could do John Cena versus Grayson Waller. Not bad. You could do Cody versus Waller. Probably less bad because you got to keep Cody hot and then Waller is starting to become a bit you of a fall guy. SmackDown. Perhaps. and That's a main event of SmackDown. That's not a pay-per-view. Exactly. So I, I don't know. It's, it's a very, very interesting situation. And I love the fantasy book, and I think that would be the best. Uh, Dan, I think you have to go because the background. Uh, anything else you want to say before we go? What were your overall feelings on All In? So I have to admit, because I went to see my mom for lunch, uh, I haven't watched it all. Uh, I've watched clips, and I watched the pre-show. Um, I, I think there's a lot of really, really good stuff. It, it is a shame with what happened with CM Punk, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Jack Perry is going to overshadow what is – you know, undoubtedly the the best selling wrestling show of all time. You, you can, we've joked before about that, and I think there were some spectacular matches. I think they got good mileage out of the MJF Adam Cole situation. Yeah, um, I think they did a lot of really really good things, and they pulled off a massive show without significant technical issues or issues the WWE has had with WrestleManias and getting people in and out of arenas and whatnot. Um, and you know, not, not perfect, but I think a, a very good show and one AW should be very proud of. And, uh, I, I feel for my friend, Tony Khan having to, to deal with CM Punk now. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I feel for him. And then I also, I questioned things like when he at, at this, the post-show scrum him mm. immediately saying, we're going to do this again next year and we're going to do it. We're going to do all in and all out again, back to back. And I was like, Come on, man. Why don't you wait and see how all out goes first mm. before you decide to do this? Because to me, that to me, remember last week when we were talking, we're like, this is obviously a mistake. Yeah. Well, I thought I felt it was a mistake that they would mm. do this back to back, but this was not a mistake to him. Yep. And he's he's already uh saying that he's gonna do it again, even even though he doesn't know what's gonna happen this weekend. And we're not I even talking the, about this show. I, I think the concern is that. I, f- I feel like, and this is a feeling, Dan, AW is moving towards 
some sort of streaming deal for these pay-per-views with yeah. uh, whatever HBO Max service called is called now Max Streaming or whatever the hell they renamed it. Uh, and it's a damn fine service I pay for here in Canada. But I think as they move towards that, inevitably, they are going to end up doing a quote-unquote pay-per-view a month, especially when these no longer become pay-per-views and they become premium live events as they have with WWE. Um, that is going to be incredibly tempting for them and you know we're again we're in a writer strike, so there's uh, extra push on wrestling. You know, I, I just think that it just seems like an inevitability, and, and we're seeing shows not renewed, we're seeing shows be canceled, and other things happen. I, I just I, I think that's where it's going because wrestling is, you know, it doesn't require a lot of animation, doesn't require a lot of cost from these networks. Um, it is very cheap programming, and it also is somewhat dvr proof somewhat of a live sporting event um and these traditional broadcasters are starting to lose the traditional sport events to your apple tvs your amazons um god help us your netflix uh and, and perhaps your disney pluses but certainly in the states the espn plus uh and the ufc so yeah i i think i think that's was always going to happen anyways dan as much as they've they used to have this cornered the market with these quarterly pay-per-views that was never going to last unfortunately unfortunately so are you gonna watch you probably watch both but what are you looking forward to more payback or all out Ooh, uh probably payback uh i think we've reached this point now dan where there's just too much wrestling right you watch mm -hmm. more aw than me i watch more nxt than you i used to watch nxt uk i don't miss it because it's just become part of nxt um th there is too much right there's three aw shows there's three aw shows every week yep there's three, three WWE, wwe shows there's uh you know Take premium live events for wwe yeah. uh, including nxt now there's tons of aw pay-per-views uh, impact wrestling impact wrestling's out there they're doing shows sometimes the same honor. day yeah ring of honor i forgot existed there is so much so out much. there you know and and to that point, there is a Netflix documentary. I think it's called docu-series called The Wrestlers. Yep. It is the most manipulative BS I've ever seen, Dan. I'll just quickly leave you with this rant. It's, remember Ohio Valley Wrestling? It had John Cena, Batista, all mm -hmm. these great guys. And now Al Snow runs it. Yeah, and, not even Jim Cornette and Danny Davis. Yeah. And, and this Netflix series is going to let you hear from Al Snow. And some I other like people Al who Snow, you would never know. I, I, I like I hear Al what Snow, you're saying, but yeah, you know, uh, do, have you watched? I, I've only seen the trailer. Is it out yet? I've seen the trailer. It, it looks like crap. And, and Netflix has, you know, they, they did the Amber and, and Johnny trial, and their idea of expertise was some YouTube guy who wore a Deadpool mask. Nice. I, I kid you not. That was who they went to for expert analysis, and they did have other people in it, but that they was had... their reoccurring expert for. This is okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's this algorithm approach to content, Dan, where, you know, somebody at Netflix has said wrestling equals watching hours, but I don't really want to do another season of Glow because I don't feel like paying actors. So we're going to pay Al Snow. We're, and that trailer, if you've seen it, it simultaneously pretends that OVW is this huge wrestling company and still a feeder system to the other wrestling companies. And that which Al Snow is, is a major star. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... I, I explain this to my wife this way. This guy is a hardcore legend. His yeah. catchphrase regarded everybody wanting head. Yeah. It was like 
yes, he occupied a space in hardcore wrestling, but For, he also occupied yes. a space as a comedy wrestler. And yes. that was it. He was More a comedy so. hardcore wrestler. And he was very good at it. But nobody with any knowledge of wrestling would regard this guy as some sort of pillar of wrestling. He is a yeah. legend in his own right. Yes. He's a really funny guy. He's a personable guy. He's an interesting guy. But, you know, I, I might hate watch this, but there, you know, especially, I don't know, have you seen Monster Factory, Dan, on uh, Apple TV? No. That's a spectacular show because despite the fact you don't know the coach, you don't know a lot of the wrestlers, during that series, uh, one of them goes to NXT, Jillian Jacobs. Uh, one of the other guys goes to New Japan. Uh, Kevin Kelly is involved with this. You hear from him. Uh, QT Marshall is involved. You hear from mm. him. You hear from alumni, and I'm, I'm going to forget their names. But I heard of the show at all. It's fantastic. If you don't have Apple TV, I think it's worth a month just to watch this. It's called Monster Factory. But that is a show mm. where it's taking you to a small, I think it's a Philadelphia gym, but a gym that yielded real superstars in AEW and WWE uh, and has real legitimate connections to big-time wrestling uh, and is fairly humble about it um, and, and is a fascinating look at that. So, you know, it, it, everything is not made equal, and uh, it's basically it's a terrible world we live in. Dan, any thoughts? I don't know why I haven't heard about this. No, I haven't heard anybody talk about this show. It's Apple TV. It's a little bit fringe, but um, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, check out WWE Payback. Uh, we'll be back. God, Dan, what's the next pay-per-view? I guess it'd be the AEW, all out. wouldn't it? <laughs> no. All right, we'll be all out for that. Uh, We're thank not you for going to do all out. That's this Sunday. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, yeah. yeah, there's nothing. What, what could we say to your point earlier? What could well, we... because like, they haven't told us what's happening. This was my whole argument about there's no time to promote this. They're going to do it tonight. They're going to push it tonight. I'm going to quickly check before we go. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, Dan, I I do think that There's Ruby like a Soho Luchasor or a Christian Cage match with Darby, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Is, no. Isn't so isn't Soho challenging uh, Statlander for the TBS title, or did I just imagine that? Maybe, but who uh, uh, Statlander? Come on, uh, but so look, obviously the biggest story about all of this is that. The main reason why they booked this venue in this city is a person that might not even be on the show because he's suspended or so. Yeah. We'll see. Pretty much Maybe he isn't. Yeah. Uh, just in case anyone's dying to know and doesn't want to Google it, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs will face Miro. So that's great. A match. Okay. Um, no, that's good. I, I like that. Pretty Omega versus uh, Takeshita. Oh, right. Right. And I think you mentioned Orange Cassidy. Whoever wins Moxley. Cassidy, yeah, and and Pento L. It's going to be Cassidy. We'll take on Moxley. It's going to be Moxley, and Moxley's going to win that belt. Yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, what? maybe AEW will do a short show, and it'll be one of the tightest shows they ever do from a you know in and out standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they oh, yeah. they could low key well, knock it out of the park. So I wouldn't even rule it out. Okay. Um, they, they maybe this will force Tony to say. I got to do five or six great matches and I've really got to agent them very well. And why do they say that every week? Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Anyways, thank you for listening with to us. I am exhausted talking about wrestling. It, it can be complicated <laughs> sometimes. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Never sleeps network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit neversleepsnetwork.com. 